Surprise. Welcome back to Crosstalk with the Pinkneys. Good morning. This was actually one of those random things where we were sitting down in our living room talking and said, this sounds like a really good podcast episode. Let's go do it. Yeah, she most definitely took the horns on this one. I, <laughs> I We had another bullet to get to, and I was, she was just like, let's just do this. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm down with it. You I know. like organic conversations. Yeah, me too. You know. They're great. Hey, y'all. So we're doing pretty good this morning. We've um, had some interesting times already this morning. So Eric and I have talked here lately about trying to get back to just doing things together. Mm. One of the things that we enjoy doing together is actually having meaningful conversations. <laughs> I think that's one of the things that attracted us to each other was just being able to have in-depth conversations without awkward small talk. Agreed. I'm not I'm not a small talk guy. After hey and how you doing and any other like normal random question that goes on between strangers I ain't got nothing else after that if we ain't got nothing to talk about. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, and sometimes I come off as antisocial like that. But I, hey, bro, what are we here for? Like, that's that's what I'm, that's the kind of conversation I like to have. Like, even the conversation with any of my brothers in the Lord, we don't, we just don't. Like, we ain't got nothing to talk about. All right, cool. I'll see you later. You know, but when we do, it's, it's crazy. I, I think I still got some of, do I have any? I used to record the whole thing. Yeah, I remember. I think you do have some of those. You just have to go find them. Yeah, they haven't created them more. Yeah. So, we decided to start reading a book together that was given to us by one of our good friends from church. Shout out, David. Um, it's uh, You and Me Forever by Francis and Lisa Chan. Um, so far, I mean, we've only gotten through the introduction in chapter one, and it's been thought-provoking and apparently inspired this podcast, so mm -hmm. <laughs> there we go, but we're not talking mm -hmm. about the book. Mm -hmm. um, talking about some things today, um, I, I want to say it's just more of our collective thoughts. Yeah. Like, we're just having a regular conversation between the two of us, and we're just recording it for you guys. Um so one of the things that we were talking about this morning was um, like what what we were like when we met, um, what we're like now, and kind of what we want our marriage to look like in 10 years. And Eric and I both said that we feel like our personal and couples time together, like devotion to God, um, to deep study, that type of thing has been lacking. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that we want to be intentional with improving on. Like you can say it all day long, but the key word that comes down to it is putting it into discipline, yeah. making it part of your routine, or it's it's not it's just not going to happen. That's just human nature and how we are. Um, so share what you were talking about with the Lindsays and their success and kind of how people view it. Oh yeah. Um... I forgot how we got there. Like it's kind of harder. It's kind of easy to forget when it's organic because it's just naturally happening. But uh, many people that know me know I got a a lot of my mentors and my Christian walk. I don't even know them personally. They just don't even know they're my mentors for real. Like um, Cornelius Lindsay, I forgot how I even came across him for real. Um, but uh, I, I got deep in a lot of his uh, his sermons on YouTube. 
in his books because uh, one of his books I think that impacted my life crazy early, and at least on my um more is it maturation maturing of my Christian walk was his book. So you want to be a man? What fathers don't teach and what pastors don't preach? Crazy good book. I'd probably need to read the thing again to be honest with you. Um, and uh, and we talked about how radical. I guess of a change he's undergone in his, I guess, personality or a preaching style from now or from then to now. Not that he's doing heresy, you know, we won't tolerate that opinion household. Um, but you can tell he's more liberated and found more freedom and just loving the Lord naturally than having any kind of traditional Christian framework in a sense. Like, less religious or less religion and i don't like to say that either because not all religion is bad you know but for those who know me know what i'm trying to say um and people are you know they look at him and his wife they have a beautiful family uh well they got three kids now logan roman and i feel bad because i never remember their daughter's taylor. name taylor there we go <laughs> my bad um <laughs> And they're always doing amazing things, you know, like, you know, obviously Instagram is your highlight reel, you know, and, you know, they show like they take pictures and, you know, on their family trips and it it can't in a realistic format. You can't even look at this stuff and be like, yo, I know this costs a lot of money, you know, like and I'm not a pocket watching dude. I'm focused on mine. You know what I'm saying? So, uh. And uh, we were talking about how a lot of people like to mistake, um, not necessarily mistake, they like to see the end goal and not understand the grind it took to get there. And they shared it on a few of their podcasts and probably in some of their books about how people that even they were the closest to kind of rolled their eyes at them and said some uh, pretty disheartening things towards them especially when it comes from somebody you actually thought, you know, love and support and care for you about where they are now and stuff like that. And I think a lot of people love the, to see the end result and um, they don't like to, they don't like or understand the grind or the dedication, time, hard work and everything that was put into them enjoying the fruits of their labor to the point where they can have these family vacations and just enable more opportunities for themselves to do things. A lot of people can't. And, uh, you know, I just and I think how we got to even that point, we were talking about a lot of people like miracles that are out of just God doing something immediately rather than the miracle of what comes out of discipline and hard work. A lot of people want they want the now and not the effort. You know what I mean? And, Amen. You know, and I, I, I mean... I won't lie, sometimes I kind of fall into that mental trap, you know what I'm saying? I think everybody just kind of wants an easy pass sometimes, you know, because life can get a little hectic and stuff like that. But there's so much God can show you during your hard work and hard times because, like like I said, I followed them like crazy. Like, I wasn't stalking them, but like I said, I saw Cornelius Lindsay as kind of a mentor on my walk. And uh, I read his books and stuff like that. And, you know, he shared on his Facebook posts and stuff like that. They share, like, if you've been paying attention, uh, they shared the hard times. Like, it was, you know, they had a miscarriage and 
like early in their marriage, obviously, like early in their marriage. I don't think they had they. I don't think they had uh, Logan yet. Like this was before that. They had miscarriages. They were living by faith. They came. They had a few spats where they were like, "Hey, they they came to each other at one point, say, 'Yo, I'm not happy in the marriage.' Uh, they were eating like eggs and rice, and you know, just basic stuff, just living off pure faith. You know what I mean? And a lot of people don't think about that. They don't ask about that. A lot of people don't talk about that. Nobody likes talking about the grind it takes to get somewhere or the discipline I'm more so than anything. Because obviously a grind ain't nothing but discipline and putting in certain actions required you to get to a certain place in life. But I think it's just a misunderstanding of God being good only when things are great or when the diamond is shining instead of what it took to what the process it took to be a diamond to shine, you know, and I think people just need a reality check. Not every bad situation is going to be a miraculous healing or hall pass or whatever you may call it. Just get you out of that situation. You may go through a very disheartening, troubling traumatic situation and ultimately if you are truly rooted in your relationship with christ you can learn a lot about yourself and his glory from that and i think a lot of people just don't think about that i think we like to say god is good and i think maybe since we say that or since it's such a norm because he is all the time they just find that everything is always going to be all good when that's not the case because you have you don't don't forget you live in a fallen world and obviously to be friendship with the world is to be an enmity with God. So there's, there's always going to be a tussle between you and the world and your relationship with Christ and your relationship with the world. This is how it is. And I think a lot of people just like to, even my wife, when she was talking about, she was like, I don't mean to sound pessimistic, but you have to understand or at least be able to accept the reality of both outcomes of whatever situation you're in, whether it's the good one or the bad one, failure or success is you can praise, you can praise God in both and you can learn to love God and learn more about yourself in both outcomes, whether it be failure or success. And I think a lot of people just don't think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's ever a, moment where it is even more so clear and evident in a person's life than when people come down with health problems Mm -hmm. just coming from a um i'm not going to say personal experience but as a person who was very unhealthy and overweight and having to put some disciplines in place to get myself to a healthier spot um, losing some of those disciplines and retracting back to an unhealthy place and now trying to um, tackle, you know, the root issues that are going on there. Um, it was an example that we gave with somebody who has been abusing their bodies for years, mm-hmm. um, very unhealthy. And we're not talking about weight here. We're just talking about an unhealthy person because mm-hmm. unhealthy can be in all sizes and forms. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It's very telling when a person has been abusing their bodies for years and they have health conditions and the first prayer sometimes is not, God, what's brought me here, but God, I want, I want an instant fix. Mm-hmm. I want a miracle. I want people to see exactly what you can do 
um, and I want you to heal me instantaneously when you actually need to go back and look at your track record and how much of this has been brought on yourself and what glory is God going to get if you get an instant fix just to go back and abuse yourself even more? Mm-hmm. Where's the glory? Yeah. You know, I, I think sometimes miracles are not the answer. No. Nah, at all. As much as we want them to be because you want that all bad. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's, it's not much glory to be gained when God does all the work and nothing is required of you in fact i don't i think that would be a fault or a uh blemish on his love for you if he would have just get you out of everything all the time mm-hmm. mm. but then there's the cases too we talked about it um earlier too there's been so many cases i've seen lately um some people i personally know a lot of people i don't of seeing um, just devastating moments in people's lives. Like uh, a young couple I'm not aware of, they were pregnant with their first child. Um, Some severe birth defects were happening. Um, So they were going to different specialists trying to find out if, you know, their their daughter's life could be saved. Um, And every way, which way they turned, um, the answer was no. There's nothing that we can do. So they chose to take the child full term and their prayer was, we are just asking for precious minutes or hours with our daughter. That's all we're asking for. And um, I mean, these are people of really courageous faith. And at the end of the day, their daughter was stillborn. Mm-hmm. So they weren't able to have that time that they wanted. So then the question becomes, well, God, where was the miracle at? Mm-hmm. And there's that. Mm-hmm. There's another couple that I um, have been following. Something happened with their son. I'm not exactly sure what the issue was. Um, young boy looked olive, maybe two, three years old. And um, has been on life support for, I'd probably say, a week or, week or two. Um, and the prayer had been, you know, God resurrect our little boy so he can show your glory of what you are able to do and that you hear the prayers of your saints and that you respond to your people when they're broken and that they're crying out to you for a healing. They're crying out for a miracle. And, um, you know, doctors have given up all hope. And that little boy just passed away Friday evening. So, God, where's the miracle at? Where's the glory at? Um, Missionary to Kenya. And his whole family is there. He's young. I'd say um, late 30s, early 40s. Has devoted his life to missionary work. And just found out within the last month or two that um, there was a cancerous brain tumor that has been removed. Came through the surgery fine. But the type of tumor it is, it's more likely to come back. And, you know, there's there's chemo and radiation treatments that are going to have to be had. You know, that has its own side effects with it. Um, The prayer had been, don't let this be cancerous. Let this be something that is treatable. Don't let it be anything at all. Let it just be benign. But yet the end stage is it is cancerous. It's aggressive. And even though it's been taken care of, more than likely it's going to come back. And life expectancy, you're talking anywhere between 10 to 12 months. God, where's the miracle at? Mm -hmm. Where is... 
your ear at when your children are crying out to you why aren't you revealing yourself in a miraculous way why aren't you instantaneously taking care of these situations that's hard yeah that is hard that's when something is completely out of your control and yet god chooses to do the opposite of what we want him to do yeah i i think a lot of it is point blank man it's just it a lot of time well i would say if there if there is disappointment or bitterness or any kind of negative which these are kind of natural i'm not saying you shouldn't have these emotions at all if you're angry towards god in those situations you was more so of a control issue you wanted that situation to be more so about you not having to go through that painful situation or you wanting the most positive outcome and it's not necessarily about God's glory at that point. Mm, because, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like you're just selfish if you're mad at God for for a negative outcome. Because, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty sure all of us have been had moments and situations where it didn't turn out what we were. We were just mad with God. But at the same time, if you are, which I'm pretty sure is normal, and I, I'm, I'm going to be real, I'm, I think that's okay. I think it's okay to be mad yeah. at God. I, I'm willing to say that. I think it's okay to grapple in your feelings about does he really have your best interest at heart. Yeah. That's some hard situations to be put in when you are you know, serving a God that is supposed to love you. Mm-hmm. But our definition of what love looks like isn't what his definition of love is. Yeah. Because, I mean, you have, you have to think, like, because in the Bible it says, uh, rarely will a man lay down his life for a righteous man while Christ died while we were still sinners. Like, that's that's crazy. Like, the whole world hates you. Like, the, the very people made in your image are the people who crucified you. And you died for them. And... Everybody else in the future that you don't see around that time with, you know, and and this is another conversation goes into limited atonement and all the other stuff. It can get wild, but forget (laughs) all that. Um, Because, yeah, the Tulip people are going crazy right now. Um, But um, it, it, it can be a bad situation. It's okay to be angry at God because I'm pretty sure God is big enough to handle our little, I guess in that moment to him looking down, it's kind of a pity party in, in the grand scheme of, I guess, whatever he's trying to show you about yourself or him in that situation. Um, but it, huh, it's tough to tackle. This is this is it's tough to tackle, but I, I would just say, is God only good when we exclaim it by saying that old phrase, or do you just genuinely believe God is good regardless of the outcome? Because my friend Ebony, salute to Ebony if you're listening to this. Hello, oh happy birthday, Dan! By the way, it's his birthday. Happy birthday, cool. Dan! Uh, um, my friend Ebony, I've, I've, Ebony was one of the people that God used, or he was instrumental, or she was instrumental in God using to uh, draw me towards Him. Uh, I've known Ebony since 2007. So 15 years. Wow. So not many people I can say that about. Uh, um, and uh, she actually just wrote a blog. I read it this morning. She, uh, I think it's queenincrist.blogspot at wordpress.com. Do not try to type that in because I, I don't know if I said the URL address right. But it was uh, the uh, article or the blog was Temptation. 
want to say truth and therapy. Ebony, if you're listening, I messed that up. Sorry. Um, but she gave a testimony on three different things. A relationship, which was not with a person. It was her job. Um, a And a relationship with a person, but that wasn't long term. Uh, that was just, she was day or she was uh entertaining dating again and it, it didn't turn out the uh way she had hoped in a sense uh because my friend she much so longs from longs for a, a godly husband and i put heavy emphasis on godly so for any men listening to my voice and just coincidentally be friends with my friend ebony she's not she ain't compromising nothing, <laughs> and and I applaud her for that, for real, because it's a lot of women out here compromising and lowering standards and stuff like that, and it's not necessary. You settle, and you're going to regret it later. And then she gave a testimony about therapy and stuff like that. Totally liberating blog. I was glad I spent 15 minutes reading it. Probably going to read it again. It was just, anytime I talk to her, it's kind of a, an uplifting testimonial that's like you know we're gonna be all right Mm, but you a lot of times but in that she exclaimed a lot of pain she was going through and a lot of people just pain is a part of this walk man i'm sorry that's just that's kind of the root of it all for real like i I think pain suffering and the bible talks about it and like everybody that's why one that's why the prosperity gospel is crazy to me because god talks about suffering more than anything else Mm -hmm. suffering in hell was two things that god pinpointed a lot in a lot of these sermons bro so uh, I tell people I'm Christian or uh, they talk about investigating Christianity. I'm like, that's good. God's drawing you near, but uh, read that fine print. Mm, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That, that contract, it, it, it mm, you got to die to yourself. And people don't like that part. People love the people love the Savior part. They don't like that Lordship part. Mm, you know, and I said Lordship, not the other word. Uh, now, and and stuff like that. So it, you just, I think people just need to understand the reality of God is good all the time. And not necessarily just what you interpret it. Um, it. It does come back to perspective. What is your larger perspective of God? Not just what he can give, what he can do. Um, I think we really need to go back and redefine what it really means to be a child of God. Mm-hmm. And um, while it is something that we have to look forward to on an eternal sense... Mm-hmm. Like, he is our father. We are his child. He's going to look out for us. He's going to be there for us. He's going to supply our needs as we need them. Um, but in a in a smaller sense of the time that we have here on earth, we don't get a free pass. No. We don't get a, everything is going to be hunky-dory. Life is going to be happy all the time, and you're going to be trouble-free. That is not what being a child of God means. Everybody would be Christians if that was good. That's very true. And I think sometimes we just, we overlook the fact of how adversities and hardships really have a way of bringing out our true colors. Mm -hmm. um, Of how human we are. Of how much um, maybe some areas of the flesh still dominate our actions and our, our conversation and our character where... You know, sometimes hardships have a way of bringing those out, bringing them to the surface. And um, it can, if you let it, um, become like a mirror of Mm. some areas that you really need to surrender to God more. Um, I know 
an area that I'm still working on is um, being able to delegate um, task out and leave my input off of them. <laughs> like being able to just let things go, let somebody else do it without me saying anything about it. Case in point, y'all, I've been sick with COVID this week. <laughs> I finally get released tomorrow. Um, and while this, you know, this time of COVID, this is, you know, my second time getting it. It has not been anything like the first. It feels more like a really bad sinus infection. Um, still, I've had to step back and focus on recovery and delegate some tasks to Eric. Um, and it, it's <laughs> it's been hard. <laughs> My wife is very meticulous about her yard. My wife is a nature person. So this majestic behind yard that we have is huge that I would challenge anybody if you want to come and mow it, by all means. We got the mower and the gas. It is not... no. This ain't light work over here. Like, this is... I don't even like to try to talk about our house in a braggadocious way. We got a big house, and the yard is bigger, front and back. The yard... We've got about three... Point eight acres and you know there's the house there's a shop that's in back so you're looking at probably a good three acres of grass that has to be cut right now in the summer about every week yeah <laughs> so, and this has been difficult for me to let go because i love cutting the grass i love it eric's just like man it's another task that's got to be done we're going to be outside with the bugs I, I don't like I'm not I'm me and my wife are polar opposites for real. We are legitimately black and white. Like dead serious. Like I I'm not with it, man. Like I mean I'm I'm not lazy at all in the least bit. I'll do some work easy, but I just I'll if it was up to me, I'll mow the lawn in the dark. I'm dead serious. Like when all the bugs is just not out there, I will be mowing grass in the dark if I could. With a freaking what light vision goggles. I will have them on just Disturbing the neighborhood, but whatever Ooh. it works for me. All and then right. I'm just like, give me all the sunshine, give yeah. it all to mm. me. Mm. So I know that sounds very comical, but I'm mm. serious, y'all. That that is really a fate thing for me. Not letting Eric cut the grass, but like <laughs> <laughs> delegating tasks that I enjoy, mm. that I like to do, and there's a specific way that I feel like they should be done. Mm. Like actually taking my hands off and being like, you know what? He needs to be able to do this the way that he wants to do it without me saying anything because it's a good opportunity for him to embrace task and things yeah. to do that he that's out of the norm for him. Like we all need a challenge at times. And yeah. I'm going to tell you what, cutting the lawn of a wife who is super particular, that takes some faith. <laughs> ain't going to lie, y'all. That takes some Yo, you wouldn't believe how many times I was like, I know this line isn't straight. And I know she's going to notice this when she see it. Like, I was, I was at that point, I had just got off work. I didn't even care at that point. I, I was most definitely oh, self-righteous in my mind. I was like, this grass going to get cut. I don't care if it looks like zigzags in here. The grass is mowed. And mm. you know what, baby? It's going to grow up in a week where it's just going to You can get do cut. it again. Mm. You can redo it. Mm. Exactly. Mm. It can be zigzag for a week. It's fine. <laughs> That's what I had to tell my own self. You know what? That's going to look terrible. It don't matter. It's going to be good. Um, so, turning to something a little more serious um, with COVID. I know we are all so sick of hearing about COVID, 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 COVID. Y'all don't even talk about it for 
I just I want to just put a little clip in here regarding COVID. Um, it has been a situation, a serious situation, especially in 2020. Um, things have evolved now where for most people it's not as severe anymore. Um, but I don't want the fear of what COVID was and all of the lives we have lost from it to like dominate where we're at now. You know, it's, uh, I just read a news article the other day that basically is stating COVID's here to stay. It's, it's just going to be here. It's going to be something that we have to live with. Just like the flu. We have to deal with the flu every single year. There's different strains of the flu that come around. There's stomach bugs. I mean... Don't forget that new monkeypox thing popping nah, around. Even though, even though I think that's a conspiracy. But that, that's just me. I can't prove that at all. So, don't take that as law. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want something that's just a part of our reality now to be misconstrued mm-hmm. um of COVID is not the devil dog it's not it's what what it's it can do though is misconstrue um i think prayer it can misconstrue faith it can misconstrue our intentions like um being I'm in a healthcare profession, I, I'll be honest, I have not prayed, God, keep me from getting COVID. <laughs> I, I haven't prayed that. And some people might say, well, that's exactly the reason why you've gotten it twice. No, I live in a world where there is COVID. That's just a part of our reality. That's something that I can't get around, especially considering I'm in a medical profession. I'm around people as my job. In fact, I'm like 90% sure I actually picked this up from a patient. Um, am I mad at that person? Absolutely not. It's just, it, it just happened. So I didn't pray God help me not get COVID. My prayer is being, you know, God, you're still God. Um, I don't want to be sick. I'd rather, I actually told one of my coworkers, I'd rather be working. I don't want to be at home. I don't want to be sick. I'd rather be working right now. Um, but you know, priority calls that I have to stay at home until I recover, um, so that other people don't come down with it. Now, does that change the fact that people won't come down with it? No, we're absolutely going to, because that's just the reality that we're in right now. But I don't want to allow or, or see the spread of this or, you know, people getting it or not getting it kind of. Um, misconstrued as how spiritual you are you know if you're truly a child of the uh, you're a child of god he's going to keep you from getting this i think that is completely misconstrued and a a wrong interpretation of once again what it means to be a child of god Mm -hmm. Um, i pray for the people who have come down with it that it is something that their bodies are able to fight Mm -hmm. that they're able to come on the other side of it and for the most part i've actually seen that it's been very rare that i've seen people actually have to go to the hospital um, with this strand of covid thank you jesus i think Mm -hmm. that is wonderful but I don't want to allow the fear of COVID, the spread of COVID, or things like that to just be put in a spiritual aspect when it shouldn't be. You know? It's just, it's the same as if we were going to come down with a common cold. That's basically what it is now. Um, However, I have seen COVID in an unrealistic state where it is trying to cause division amongst people. 
So can things like that be used as a tool? Yeah. Sure. Especially when we don't have it in the proper perspective. So that I guess that's my little clip. Keep things in perspective. What is spiritual is spiritual. What is not is not. Um, sometimes the things can overlap. I do agree with that. I think some things happen um, because of spiritual warfare that's going on that we're not aware of. But don't turn something um, spiritual that shouldn't be or used in a spiritual realm where it shouldn't be. It just, it should not be. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get through this. Mm-hmm. And just keeping in the perspective that God is God um, through the good times and bad times. I, I think the older I get, the more, uh, I think I said this in the last podcast, um, there's going to be trouble. Yeah. There's just going to be trouble. Yeah. There's going to be hardships. There are going to be so many things that come our way that that we don't want to be in that can be seen negatively um that can be painful that involves suffering that is a part of our reality whether we're christian or not mm-hmm. that's for every single person alive on the planet that is just how it is going to be um and being able to keep that long-term perspective of eventually we're going to be in heaven eventually we are going to have glorified bodies um Things are going to be perfect. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. We are not there yet, though. And um, not allowing our short-term position in this life to dictate or to take away the fact um, that one things things are going to get better. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, let's really learn what it is to trust God through the good times and through the bad times. And that discipline, long-term discipline can teach us so much more than just turning to God in an emergency. That's a fact. I ain't got nothing else to say out of that. I, she kind of explained everything. I, we had a, Wrapping it back around full circle. Yeah. So look at your disciplines. What are things that you need to put in discipline? Is it um, your personal devotion? I'm, I'm not. We're not even going to go to the fact that <laughs> how often are you reading and how often are you praying? No, 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 no. Yeah. Should that be included? Absolutely. So, but we're not going to yeah. specifics here because there's nothing in the Bible that says you specifically need to pray this much and read this much. Yeah. New. Yeah. New. So figure out what your disciplines need to be in your personal time with the Lord, in your personal time with your spouse and what that personal time is um, developing like. I have found Eric and I really grow more together when we focus on spiritual things together. Mm. We just do. that. That's what makes our marriage thrive. Um, are there issues in your health that you need to put some disciplines in place? I'm talking to myself. Are there issues financially where you need to put disciplines in place? Eric and I have both been working on that the last couple of months, and it is whew, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> Dog, I need more money. Huh? <laughs> it's heartbreaking, mm. man. So look at the different areas there and really focus on disciplines that need to be put on play, in place. And see how it can actually affect your faith and your focus, um, your outlook on Christ and your relationship with Christ. It's pretty. It's pretty powerful. Yeah, I already even got. The, I even got the title for this. I thought about it. Sweet. I already got the title. So. Anything else? Nah, I, I ain't got nothing. You kind of explain everything. To be honest with you. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like a lot. Of my friends is right. You kind of be doing this thing. I feel like my wife get to explain. I be like, I don't. 
I don't think I could have said it no better than that. I'm gonna be <laughs> honest with you. Like, and I have no problem admitting that. It's the content is the content. I appreciate y'all for listening. Now, I'm gonna mm. tell you what though. Yeah, I like this organic conversation. It's nice. Yeah, I am like none of our stuff is scripted. Like, I mean, maybe the only thing that's about is scripted is the idea of what we want to talk about. Everything mm-hmm. else is most definitely just freestyle off the top based off experience. I like it. Yeah, so. Anywho, this has been an episode of Cross Talk with the Paintings, man. Sooner we came back sooner than we said we were the last time. Hey, that means we so, need to get our disciplines on point. And <laughs> y'all, whoever listened to the last one, y'all ain't sent no like feedback or nothing to ideas, show topics to the email. Please do it. You got that email address? Yes. Echo Music 1987 at gmail.com. All, All right. one word slash number and no caps or underscores no special characters echo music spelled how the words are spelled i don't do that weird <laughs> young people stuff where they spell <laughs> c's with k's i don't do that it's echo music 1987 at gmail.com hit us with feedback show ideas questions that we could potentially answer whatever the case may be man and uh ultimately i just always want to end the show by saying we appreciate y'all Absolutely. Like for sure. So, thank you. Love y'all. Grace and peace. Peace.